Yes, welcome to the Lessons of Letters podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. I'm like so pumped to talk to you. No, I'm so excited. And I've been following you for some time now. So selfishly, I'm seriously so excited for you to speak some wisdom into my own life and of course for others. But yes, big welcome to you. <laughs> no, hopefully there's wisdom that comes out of my mouth today. Oh, you never really know. <laughs> trust me, I know there will be. And like I said, I've been following you for some time and I've been seeing you doing amazing things. Um, I know you just became a licensed esthetician and opened your own skincare practice, which is incredible at your age. So huge congrats oh, on thank that. You. Yeah, and not only that, but I've just seen you've been doing amazing things for girls our age, and we desperately need more people like you to speak truth and to be good influences because, of course, there's influence all over social media, but there's limited good influencers and you're someone that I just have looked up to you for being so honest and open. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes I, I honestly forget that people like that. I don't know, follow me sometimes. So I might be an overshare, but as long as it helps people or, you know, someone can relate to it, then it doesn't really matter. I feel the same way. I can be like just meeting someone for the first time and I'm like telling them my whole life story. And then they're like, okay, I'm like, oh gosh, I should have done that. No, I do the same thing. Like small talk does not exist in my brain. Like it's either like, hey, and that's it. Or we just dive in. Absolutely. I know. I'm so bad at small talk. I definitely need to work on that, but I guess it's a good thing that we yeah. have to get deep, right? No, absolutely. It just means you connect with people. It's yeah. never a bad thing. Absolutely. So before we get into all those good things and getting deeper, I ask this on every podcast just to kind of break the ice and to remember we're all human. So Jess, are you ready? I think so. Okay. What is your most embarrassing story? Oh my gosh. I seriously have so many. Um, my most embarrassing story, when I was in first grade, I, we had PE class and we also had dress code. Um, and I was wearing khaki pants that were definitely too small for me. And I was leading the stretches that day and they ripped like a classic, like, oh my gosh, that's mortifying. And then I like felt like I couldn't live it down the whole rest of elementary school. Like it was one of those situations. Oh no, that is awful. That that is horrible. That's actually so funny you say that though, because uh, my little sister, I just had her on the podcast and I asked her what her most embarrassing story is. And um, when she had her first communion, she was wearing like a white dress and her dress was see-through and she didn't know. And she was wearing like monkey underwear. (laughs) Those scarring moments when you're younger, like I'm telling you, you never forget them. They really stick with you. Like, I will never wear pants that are too small, not just for comfort, but also because I don't want them to rip. (laughs) That's actually so funny. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, So like I was saying earlier, back to um, all the questions, I really have looked up to you in so many ways. And one way in particular, I just think of you as like a class act. Um, the way you carry yourself is truly admirable. So I'm curious, what is the backbone to how you stay true to yourself, especially um, being yourself, despite what everyone else is doing? Um, I know right now I'm in college, so especially there's people doing so many different things and it's kind of hard to stay true to you. So how have you done that in your life? Um, I think a lot of it, I'm going to name three things. First of all, the fact that 
I do remember that I'm a child of God. And so what other people say doesn't matter as much as what he thinks of me. And that is an easier reminder to be said than to remember for yourself. Um, so spending time with the Lord is number one, most important. That's what grounds me. Number two is the people around me. Um, you know, my fiance knows who I am inside and out. And so if I do something that's not me, he's going to call me out on it. And I've given all my friends permission to call me out too. So especially on social media, if I were to post something or do something and they're like, that is not something you would have done two years ago. Like my friends will call me and tell me, and it like rocks me and, you know, it's wow. convicting, but it also helps for me to remember who I am. That's so and then Number three is learning from past failures. So when I was in college, um, I, my first two years, I wasn't walking with the Lord and I, you know, definitely lost my way. I was not confident in who I was. I tried all kinds of things I shouldn't have tried and um, made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, but it led me to figure out who I am now. And I feel most confident in who I am now. But it is crazy because I had actually a friend text me from high school a couple weeks ago and he was like, hey, like haven't checked in on you in a while, but I just remember you being so shy in high school and it's so cool to see you like so confident. Like we all knew you had it in you. And I was I like, that was that. wild. I know, but like looking back, I was so, I was so shy and quiet and just unsure of who I was. And I think a lot of it is just growing up and making mistakes. Absolutely. And something that you said kind of reminded me, like learning from um, your past mistakes as your third point. Um, I think back to that too in my own life, like things that I've done. I'm like, you know, I can use this as like a learning point and like some of my hurts and failures. I can teach others so that they don't have to do it. Not teach, but yeah. like at least share them, you know, how you've totally. done. I love yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Those are such great points. Um, <laughs> that makes me so happy. I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen and write both of or all three of those down. Those are so good. Yeah. I um, need to write them down too, actually. So I can remember that because yes. I fall into the comparison trap far too often. Me too. Me too. And that's something I want to touch on too. Um, I know that on your platform, you've been really honest and open about body image and facing comparison traps. And that is definitely something I've had to work on throughout my whole life. And you know how like so many girls and guys face these issues. So how have you used God in these moments? Like, how have you changed your confidence? Um, not based on like what you think about yourself, but what God says about you. Um, I think it's really hard. So a big part of it is having community and being in a small group because we're all able to kind of share insecurities. And it's kind of weird when you're in a room with girls and you're looking at a girl or a friend of yours and you're like, you are so kind and so loving and so beautiful. And they're sitting there and they're saying all of your insecurities and you're like, you sound so silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know that you're all these things and people would say the same thing about you, I guess, if, if that makes sense. And so a lot of it is just kind of being vulnerable and sharing with other, you know, God fearing women. I think that's really important. And then, like I said, as earlier just spending time in the word is so important because you know the bible is filled with like the worst of the worst like god didn't choose the girl with the perfect i mean he did he chose everybody but like as an example in the bible he really did choose like tax collectors and sinners and these people that were looked down upon in that time period to be 
are examples of what a Christian looks like. And so if you remember like that part of it, then you know that it doesn't matter what you do or how you're perceived or any of that because your crowns are not here. I guess if that makes sense. Absolutely. Oh, that, that is so good. And such a good reminder to all that like, God's not done with you at all. Like you could mess up so badly. Best friend um, Peter denied him three times and yeah. he still used him. He is like the founder of the church, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And going back to what you're saying, I love that you recommend sharing with other girls in a small group. And I know that might be hard for some people, especially if they're struggling and almost in denial. So going back, do you have any good advice on like how to be courageous and step into those moments? Like, how do you know when it's time for you to share? I think um, when you realize that you can't do it on your own or, you know, you're having the same negative thoughts every single day, it's probably time to share that with somebody because that uh, choose the right person, but they'll encourage you and they'll, um, they should, if they're a good friend, kind of be there for you and tell you, you know, you're crazy. Like you don't need to do that for me to love you. And honestly, lots of times having that one person, even if it's your mom say like, you don't need to do that to be loved. That can kind of like bring you back down to earth, like really quickly. Um, I have friends that do that. You know, I'm very achievement oriented. That's like how I am. I love tasks. I love checking them off. I like like accomplishing things and having people around me that are like, you know what? Maybe tonight you come home and you turn everything off and you have a glass of wine and we just sit and talk and you don't work or you don't achieve. And like, that's okay. And, and I'm going to love you because you're doing that and not because you're accomplishing X, Y, and Z. And so, um, I think just, I feel like I've said this a couple of times, but really the people you surround yourself with, it's so important, especially in college um, and after college, just, you don't have to have a lot of friends, but you have to have a few really, really good ones. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And um, what you said reminded me of myself. I don't know if you're um, familiar with the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I'm an Enneagram three, so that's like the achiever. So yeah. I'm, um, like the definition of an Enneagram three, like you love to achieve, you like to be recognized for those achievements. So that's so funny. And really yeah. like, it's like, you were supposed to say that today. You know? oh. <laughs> so that's, that's not an accident. Yeah. What's your Enneagram number? I'm a nine. I'm nine. very much a nine. I like hate conflict. I love to resolve it as soon as possible. And I sometimes like at my worst, I'm definitely like more of a pushover just because I don't want anyone to be angry at me ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. I definitely think I know a lot of nines in my life. They haven't come mm-hmm. out as nines, but I'm like, I think you're a nine for sure. <laughs> yeah. You can usually spot us from a mile away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. So um, I wanted to ask you, in what ways have you had to let go and let God in relation to what your expectations were for a relationship? And it's funny because when I first reached out to you, I told you that one of my best friends is like, oh my gosh, this girl, you have to follow her. She's like so cute doing all these great things. And her name's Jess. And so I looked you up and I was like, oh, she is so cute. And I didn't even know that you were engaged to Ben um, at the time. And of course, Ben is like such a public figure um, and like in the public light. And because yeah. of that, I know your platform has grown a lot. So how has your expectations for a relationship changed um, just in general and being 
in such like a public eye now? Yeah, I think um, the best things happen in private. So lots of times, you know, I think it's easy to compare yourself to relationships that are public or on Instagram or whatever, going to fun events, um, you know, dressing up, all of that stuff is great. But I think especially quarantining and COVID taught me that like the times where you just are together and no one knows that you're together and you're just sitting on the couch or you're making dinner and um, talking face to face, like those are the most exciting parts of a relationship. So like the other things are fun, but finding someone that like in those quiet moments are just as exciting. Like that's been a really big shift because I think especially as girls, like we just romanticize relationships. And I always, you know, especially when I was dating Ben and we were going to all these fun things pre-COVID and I was like, my life is a dream. Like this is amazing. And then quarantine hits and I'm like, my life is an actual dream. Like you are amazing. Like you as a person. so sweet. But I mean, I think, when you take away all of those things and you bare bones it and you're like, no, it's just you as a person and no one else has to know what you're like as a person, but the way that you are with me is like, that's the most important thing. So pay attention to how someone treats you um, when no one else is around and no one's looking and the conversations that you have with that person, that that's where like the sweet spot is in the relationship. Absolutely. That is, that is so awesome. And I love that you even admitted like, you can look at really public relationships or um, people that are well-known and be like, wow, I want to be like them. And it reminds me, um, this pastor named Mike Todd was talking about setting relationship goals. And it hit me so hard. He was like, we're all talking about hashtag relationship goals. Like, I want to be like Chip and Joanna Gaines, like, or this person and that person. But um, really, like, what you should be looking at and looking for is what God says about a relationship. And what you were saying just reminds me um, of all the points he was talking about. I, I could go on and on about what he was saying, like God says about relationship, but I feel like you really encapsulated it perfectly. I know oh. I heard about how you and Ben met. And I think that's so funny. Even um, just that I'm sure was um, different than your expectations of how it was to meet someone. So if you don't mind sharing, I would love to hear a little bit of the story and maybe how your expectations were changed in Um, what it was like to actually meet that person, your person. Yeah. Well, he actually messaged me on Instagram um, really randomly. He was staying in Nashville and I was working in Nashville. I had a full-time job in sales there. Um, And he was staying by a hockey arena and he just wanted to see who was playing in the game. So he searched the arena and I had posted a photo there. So my photo popped up, he screenshotted it. And then he saw the screenshot like six months later and decided to DM me. Um, with some encouragement from his friends and a little liquid courage. Um, but I I saw the DM from him and I was like, why did someone a million followers message me? So I replied like out of curiosity and then we, we've spoken every day since. Um, oh but if you told me that I was going to meet my husband on Instagram, I would not have believed you. And I was so embarrassed at first to tell my friends And then, like, the more people I told, the more I was like, oh, no, a lot of people, like, meet people on Instagram. Like, it's not something to be ashamed of. Absolutely. Um, And then, I don't know, we just, we just hit it off. Like, it's kind of creepy. But, yeah, definitely the expectation of how I was going to meet my significant other has been shifted greatly. (laughs) Yes, I'd say so. And it's funny. Um, 
actually, I feel very similar to you because the guy I'm currently dating, we've been dating for like almost four years and he, I didn't know him before at all. And he reached out to me on Instagram. And at first I was like, this is like, so 21st century, like borderline creepy. Like, I don't want to tell people, but like you said, like we hit it off and it's been so good. Um, but I guess like God does work in mysterious ways. And even if it's Instagram, like Instagram is still good for a lot of things. Um, so yeah, that, I think when I heard your story, I was like, I guess it gave me more confidence in knowing like, this is okay. Like, it doesn't have to look like something else, you know? No, definitely not. And, um, I think it's just weird. Cause like we grew up hearing stories of how our parents met and social media didn't even exist then. So you're right. like, is this okay? But the world just is shifting. And so it's fine. Yes. My parents and my grandparents went to the same high school and both of them met their soulmates there. And so I was going through high school, like oh oh, I'm ready to meet my soulmate. I never did. Um, so yeah, it's true. Like your parents and um, other people around you like really set the expectation, but God has another plan. So <laughs> I love that. Um, focusing back to when you were in college, if you can remember, if you mm-hmm. could give college girls or guys one piece of advice, what would you give them? The things that you're worrying about in college aren't going to matter as much. And so to just relax and enjoy it. I wish that I had enjoyed college a lot more and not put so much pressure on myself to be a certain way and like on the experience to go a certain way. And, you know, I think especially now it's really hard for college kids because you're looking at other college kids on social media, your friends that go to another school. I know I fell into that. I was like, they're having so much fun. But then I would talk to them and they'd be like, I'm so miserable, you know? And so I think um, just remembering that your experience is your experience and try not to fall into the comparison trap and just enjoy it. Like you're at a time in your life where you have friends around you all the time and you don't have that much responsibility and you can just like seriously have fun and, and be proud of who you are. Um, I think I wish I had done more of that. Yes. I know that you ran track for a while in college. Um, how did like being an athlete shape your college experience a little bit differently than you think? Um, someone who wasn't an athlete at first. Yeah, I ran track for my first two years and, um, it wasn't a great experience, mainly because I I had an eating disorder during that time. And so I wasn't taking care of my body and I would so I wouldn't take care of my heart or my mind either. I was just kind of going through the motions. Um and I think I put a lot kind of going back to the advice I gave, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be a certain way and look a certain way because I thought that's what people expected of, you know, a college athlete. Mm-hmm. Um and I also didn't have a lot of fun those first two years. I it, I honestly don't even hardly remember a lot of it. I feel like I blocked a lot of it out just because I know I wasn't myself at all. Um, and I tell Ben all the time, like, if you met me in college, I don't think you would like me much because I don't like who I was then either. Um, so being a college athlete was definitely not a great, not good for me because of how, who I am and the way that I responded to it. Um, but I am really thankful for the opportunity. And I, I, if I hadn't gone through that and done it, I don't think I would have learned as much as I did and be the person that I am now. Great way to look at it. I think going through really hard things like that, it's easy to be like, this happened. Like I, even myself, I can admit things that have like 
really been pivotal in my life that are a little bit more negative. I'm more of like, this happened to me and like, it hurts and I'm mad about it, but you've really like took a spin on it and are using it to help other women and um, really just be super honest and open about it. So I think that's like, you're just a great example for young girls and guys my age that like, you don't have to be falling like victim to everything. You can really take things and um, like use it for good, use it for God. Totally. Yeah. I think that's why we're given hard things. Absolutely. No, that is so good. Um, I know this quote is like so overused, but it's like, God will only give you what you can handle. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is so funny. I saw like a napkin or like a little talent. It was like, well, God must think I'm a badass. (laughs) I I love that. I know. I was cracking up. At the end of the podcast, so this is called the Lessons of Letters podcast. I ask each guest to give a little lesson and then a letter. So the lesson is just like one main takeaway that you want listeners to hear. And then a letter is more of like a word of encouragement. So if you were like to open up a letter, it'd be like a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Um, my number one lesson that I'm still working on, but I just think it is so important is not to, you know, fall into comparison. It's never, I, comparison is the thief of joy. That is 100% true. And right along with that is expectations. So manage your expectations. Don't compare. Don't um, expect to get what someone else has or expect for your life to look a certain way. Just ride the wave, enjoy it. And, you know, the Lord's going to use you in really incredible ways. And you specifically, like, we need you. We don't need another one of them. That makes sense. Oh, Um, that is so good. That's my lesson. I'm ready and to then, like run through brick roll. <laughs> um, my letter is just stay true to who you are. It's so it's it's fun to try and be someone else, but if you have like a quirky passion, if you have a dream that you um don't even think that you could ever accomplish, like you can and you should try it and someone's gonna, you know, if you're single, someone's gonna love that quirkiness in you. Um, if you're in a relationship, you know, just let, let them see who you are. I was always really scared that someone wasn't gonna appreciate some of, like, the weird little things that I like to do, and um, I found someone that does, so I don't know. I feel like that's a good encouragement for college is, like, kind of lean into, like, the weirdness inside of you because it's really fun, too. Absolutely. I love it. That's such good advice too, especially being in a world that um, seems pretty uniform and that people all want to be doing the right thing to just Mm -hmm. be you, be quirky because we need more people like you. We don't need um, a copy of someone else. So that is, that is so good, Jess. Yeah. The world would be so boring if we were all the same. Absolutely. And um, again, I know I've already bragged on you, but you are just a true testament of going out there and doing your own thing and um, really like exploring and going for those like passions, um, the skin den and being an esthetician and just everything you're doing on your platform is amazing. I know you said it, but seriously, congrats to you. You're really doing awesome things. So kind. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. So thank you again so much for being on lessons and letters. It was, um, an absolute honor to have you on. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This is always so fun. Thank you, Jess. Thank you.